This week we are back to Monaco, glamour part flamboyant Monaco. After a break due to Covid, F1 is back to Monaco and just like the first time in 1954, the streets are cordoned off and a racetrack has appeared on the streets of Monte Carlo. Come tomorrow, the sounds of F1 will fill the city. A wealthy audience will arrive in their yachts and are going to party to the music of 20 V6 engines going round and round the city streets for a total of 78 times. The race is going to start inside the city and as the cars move up on a steep incline through turn 1 to 3 and reach the Monte Carlo casino where we see supercars parked outside and the supercars themselves get a glimpse of their parent cars racing each other. Now as the cars move up the track, it gets tighter and tighter till they reach the Grand Hotel Hairpin, the tightest and the most iconic hairpin turn in Formula One. Followed by some ballsy corners at 200 kilometers per hour, and then flat out through the tunnel of Monte Carlo. The docks are located right, right next to the tunnel. As the sun hits the water. We see the reflections of the cars on the boats as they come out at full throttle through the tunnel and onto the tabac. The tabac is the turn 12, a tricky turn where the cars give the barriers a little kiss as they enter and exit the corners and move on to the swimming pool at turn 13 and 14. Down to the at turn 17, the cars take a turn from the docks and back into the city. A total of 19 turns on this 3.3 kilometers race track. Last race was held in 2019, and Hamilton won there, followed by Max Verstappen and Sebastian Vettel. But due to the last lap crash between Hamilton and Verstappen, which handed a five-second penalty to Verstappen, the podium changed to Hamilton, Vettel, and Bottas. A lot has changed in 2019. And after this quality result, let's see how the race unfolds tomorrow. You are listening to Rishengu with your host Ali and Gokul. So, uh, long time between. There's lot to talk about on yeah. both on track and off track. Mm. So, in this yeah, race, yeah. I like. As soon as I saw FP two, FP one, FP two, like it was clear that yeah. Ferrari had a, a good pace. Yeah, for Monaco. Definitely. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, they showed that in qualifying also by being uh, first and first and third, right? First and fourth. Yeah, first and fourth. Yeah, unlucky for uh, Leclerc though. He's never had any luck in uh, this, in his home track. He's never finished the race here. It's uh, yeah. I mean, the streets on which he drove every day of his life. That race only. That shit only is hard getting to a race. Yeah, it's been DNF, DNF, and now DNS. He's never finished mm-hmm. the Monaco Grand Prix. It's bad. That was really unlucky, but yeah, it was kind of his own. On fault, I think, because uh, it the damage may be related to crash he had. Yeah, but didn't like he said the mechanics had checked in the morning and they told everything is okay. But didn't actually yeah you know, 
Yeah, more but the Ferrari mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the race was uh, like it was good. It was not bad. And um, yeah. I think for the first time in long time, there's no no yellow flag, no safety car, nothing. Yeah. First time since you know, like ten years. You know, eleven years. So I think no safety car, no yellow flag. So in quali, like who do you like? Who surprised you in quali? Bottas. Yeah, Bottas did really well with the Mercedes. Mm, in practice, they didn't show any good signs, but in quali, all of a sudden they did well. Vettel, Vettel did really well in quali. Came to Q three. Yeah. Out qualified his team. Very bad. Ricardo did bad, yeah. Yeah, that was really like it was seventeenth. Ricardo was on point this week, uh, this weekend. Yeah. Both in quali and in race. Yeah, the race didn't have much overtaking, but it was like um, the only overtaking. Yeah, the, the pit stops. The pit the stops. Time. Like the strategy was interesting, right? The strategy yeah. and everything like the uh, overcuts, and yeah. Hamilton getting <laughs> screwed by his team. Like I mean, this I mean Hamilton would have now realized what the frustration of other drivers like Vettel. Yeah. Um, Imagine like for uh, one race, for one race he's like. Uh, Whining this much. Imagine yeah, Vettel in 2017-18 when he when he was with Ferrari. Like half the races they did, they made strategy mistakes back then. Yeah. See, yeah, that too, that too in an intense uh, uh, title championship battle. So, yeah, Vettel always managed to keep his cool. Mm. Only in 2019 he was like kind of unhinged. Because uh, he was leaving the team anyway, so yeah, he didn't really care. But seventeen and eighteen, he never blamed the team. Like whatever happens, he never used to blame the team. And uh, like I press mean, conference and what? Hmm? I mean, even in Hamilton's case, there was actually no not a lot of fault of the team. Also, no, it was, you know, it was definitely a team's fault. But uh, he should have been more. Uh, Careful with his words after the race, like it was kind mm-hmm. of putting it all on the team. Yeah, it's like uh, when he they, when they ask uh, what can you do better for next time, he was like, uh, "I have nothing uh, to learn or do better." The team definitely mm-hmm. does. Like, uh, <laughs> you, first of all, it's Monaco, and uh, you are the one who put yourself in seventh place in quality. Yeah. Like Monaco qualifying is the most important qualifying in compared to any other race Definitely. because most of the time, like drivers don't uh, end up much ahead of what they qualify. Maybe they make up one or two places, but that's it. Yeah, and this time even Bottas came third at least, so he yeah. also doesn't have a reason that his car is not so good. Yeah. When Bottas can come, then he can also do that. Yeah, Apparently, Hamilton's setup didn't work out. Yeah. Again, so that's, like, that's also his own fault. Not a, it's like... Yeah. 
you can't really say i have nothing to learn stuff like that i don't know we have so much to learn next time don't complain yeah. don't whine about your team and do a better setup in monaco yeah. yeah but the team was absolutely like stupid the, yeah. the i don't know why they put him first like he has the pace of a like race winning car and he's in p7 obviously has to wait for everyone because in monaco you can't overtake that easily so he yeah. has to wait for everyone to pit then uh, then he has to put some really good laps and then pit that's the yeah. that's the most uh, simple strategy over there that's what vettel did that's what that's what vettel did to gasly and he did to uh, what hamilton also or he could even pit earlier and then No, even earlier is no point no point in doing that he he was already on uh, soft tires i think yeah and he was the first one to pit like why would you be be the first one to pit in monaco in your p7 <laughs> i understand like uh, pitting first if you are p1 mm-hmm. but in your p7 like you if you are the first one to pit now he ends up somewhere behind like uh, raikkonen or uh, someone like uh, geo nachi or something yeah. and he gets stuck yeah, well, there for two yeah. laps yeah. yeah he gets stuck for two laps meanwhile uh, sebastian vettel pits and then he comes up ahead of hamilton because he puts uh, faster in laps like, yeah. ob- like obviously the overcut is the way to go right you think about it yeah it makes sense you know yeah Like what if you stay, you pit and the guy who's behind you actually tries going for an overcut and he pits very late, then you're stuck behind that guy for a long, long time. Yeah. And meanwhile, all the others will already pit. And you, like exactly how he lost, not to Vettel. Like he was yeah. uh, hanging out behind Gasly, and then Vettel just came and he yeah, came. Yeah, he bought to Gasly. Yeah. <laughs> he came out and said, "Fucking TV director, cut to stroll." <laughs> and he was overtaking like how why like just why like that was literally one of the only interesting parts of the race and they cut it and uh, they cut it twice they didn't even show the replay properly yeah and you after the after that like, even the commentators were like oh you don't like to see that a lot <laughs> usually they don't criticize the director that much <laughs> Uh, like commentators are getting hyped up uh, his battle is about to overtake and they cut to stroll mm. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid i know there's something they're doing there's no coordination yeah. and botas uh, other than that no, everyone else did it. see even perez perez went for the overcut right he started p yeah. he started behind hamilton Mm, and he ended up. up P4 so like yeah. clearly it was a team's uh, team strategy yeah. fault but still like it's 50% his fault also you, he can't say that uh, uh, i have nothing to learn like that yeah it's 50% yeah, his, very... yeah. he, he didn't do a job in qualifying yeah 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 he, he didn't do the first thing then everything followed just Just piled up in the yeah. end. That's all is the problem. But Botas, what horrible luck he's got. 
Yeah, and at least he was more gracious than Hamilton. Even yeah. though he did everything right. He did a perfect weekend and everything right. And the pitch stop. That's mm-hmm. like... Just mad luck. I don't know how, how you... Like at least at least if it's a team's fault or something, mm. you can think, okay, fine. Next time, uh, we'll do better. But uh, yeah. in Bottas's place, like, how how is he supposed to do better next time? Mm. <laughs> it's very hope. Yeah, like, best performance in the car, yeah. yeah. With water, he gave it all, actually, in fact, in Monaco with the car, yeah. He like set it up properly when he drove yeah. properly, didn't correct everything he did properly, but that one problem. Yeah. So like you, you sit there and you're feeling you're just feeling helpless, like I did everything mm-hmm. right, the team did everything right, and then it's just pure shit luck. Yeah. That's all. Do you see Norris waving Ricardo? Yeah. yeah, I was like, come on, Norris shouldn't have done that. I I don't think... Uh, if it was on a friendlier term, then no. But yeah. if it was on a friendlier way of teasing it, then it was not. No, I think it was just friendly. He waves to almost everyone. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was just an acknowledgement for uh, letting him pass so easily. Mm. Because it's, yes. uh, not, it's not easy to immediately uh, respond to blue flags in Monaco. Mm, The track is so tight, no? Mm. So it's... Yeah. Yeah. It was a day to forget. Nothing went right for him. He got lapped by his teammate. (laughs) I wish Hamilton also would have been lapped. No, it would have been fun. Yeah, it was so close. One more lap and he would have been lapped for sure. Yeah. Maybe yeah, one or two laps. Maybe one or two laps. Yeah, he was like 10 seconds ahead of Stroll, I think. Yeah. Uh, 10, 10 or something seconds. Would have gone lap. No, if there were like five more laps, would have been lap. No, it would have been amazing. <laughs> and if Botas would have lapped him, no, it would have been even more amazing. <laughs> Unlucky. Yeah. The like, the few races he performs well, he's again met by mm-hmm. bad luck. Yeah. Very bad luck. Yeah. But uh, really good pace from Ferrari, right? Mm. Yeah. P2. And uh, McLaren also like P3. Uh, both drove really well. And even actually what I what I was already about strategy is what I was thinking was uh, when I saw Verstappen alone again with two Ferraris in the middle, I thought, okay, now it was why Red Bull needs a second driver, but the, luckily the first for one one of the cars didn't work. So I think each of them in the top four or five places had just one cars in those positions. Mm. Yeah. I was like thinking like again uh, the, because strategy is so important here again they'll do something and Verstappen can lose the race mm-hmm. somehow if there were two Ferraris in the top top three if it was sandwiched between the two Ferraris 
like they would have done something like how like how uh, 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 perez actually went ahead and how red bull actually used perez to gain a little time and also improve both of their positions like verstappen and perez how was they actually in fact used verstappen to improve perez's position either something like that all happened in ferrari and they pushed down verstappen to like third but in garden verstappen is just too good Yeah. his car is like overall good ferrari is uh, but ferrari had a stronger car and they had no, two drivers think, uh, ferrari just Black, had better like aero mm, yeah like yeah uh, this eventually better car in for this track. yeah but in race space i don't think they would have won even if like mm, yeah. it was there uh, yeah same thing verstappen uh, would have done an overcut to like luck definitely Yeah, he he would then have to use whatever pace he has mm-hmm. to clear that. Yeah. Did you see the F two new no. system they used in Monaco? No. No, I, I didn't watch. What what happened? Uh, sprint race. Oh, sprint race was there yeah. in F two before itself. It was already there. Yeah, sprint F two always had sprint races. they'll have a oh. sprint race and normal race also i think i think it will be there for few races i'm not sure okay oh so there that's what i was watching one like and then they had the sprint they're using the sprint system hmm. for 30 laps they went around and then some people crashed and they were kicked back and i think that's that taught how even in f1 it's going to be like if somebody crashes or some lot of cars got damaged in monaco and they were like last go out your last and it ruined people's like like the guy was second he's doing pretty well but he got a smoke from his engine and then he had to retire the race and start 19th in the main race like his whole race was gone mm. just i mean they'll have to select the tracks that if the track is wide enough or something like that that there is a possibility of overtake then or else yeah. it will become a very big factor of luck like luck will no. play a bigger role when they have sprint races yeah. it's not just luck it's also like uh, driving safely like yeah yeah not that not crashing <laughs> whole yeah. point of monaco is to not crash first <laughs> secondary is to be fast yeah and they they every they like a pretty smooth race this time no one crashed surprising surprising to see no safety car yeah i think no one even challenged anyone no so much that they required like last time in yeah. 2019 how was that only overtake i saw was uh, uh, shoemaker road to Uh, May spin in the first corner, and yeah. then uh, and even Vettel, I think, overtook. No? Yeah, Vettel, Vettel overtook Gasly. Yeah, those are the only two overtakes. No, Vettel no. did two overtakes, I think. No, he overtook only uh, Gasly. Where, where Mazepin, uh, where Mazepin uh, went to switch places, no, with uh, Schumacher in the yeah. turn, in the downhill turn. Yeah, That's he where uh, Vettel also overtook. No, he overtook Gasly when he was in the pit exit. Yeah, he did that also again. He didn't do anything else. That was the only auto take he did. Oh, 
he jumped louis hamilton and he owed to uh, gasly when he was coming out of pits yeah uh, strat- strategy wise aston martin was the best like they made yeah. the most number of places vettel started like uh, what p7 huh? p8 he started p8 yeah. and he ended p5 and uh, stroll started p13 and ended uh, p8 Mm. So, so Perez started was, P9 and yeah, Perez also both Red Bull and Aston Martin were the best strategy wise yeah. Ricardo started 12 Ricardo he just stayed there didn't make any progress nothing Ricardo 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 yeah he still he lost the place yeah he finished 12th also he started 12th then he finished 12th yeah so he, he technically started 11th but he finished 12th yeah true <laughs> so he actually lost did was no, starting grid no he started 12th that means it's after the dns not before no 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 the starting grid shows leclerc also no he qualified 13th oh. okay He qualified, no, shows, no, he qualified 12th, but he started 12th, it shows. Yeah, yeah, that's all. He qualified 12th, but Leclerc, with the, if you remove Leclerc... Oh, okay, okay. Leclerc is added on this. Place. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone stood in their own place. No. He stood at 12th, technically, but technically 11th. So he lost a place. Yeah. Yeah, you, talk, you wanted to talk about uh, some regulations and rules. yeah uh, the yeah, have you seen the controversy about uh, red bull and many other teams having uh, flexible like uh, wings mm-hmm. rear wing and all apparently yeah. uh, like all these teams it's not just red bull it's like many teams i think alfa romeo like uh, i think half the grid is facing troubles with that now and yeah uh, apparently like it's not that they broke the rules but the test they had no like uh, it was not a very good test yeah they thought they were trying to change and giving new tests no yeah so that they'll be able to uh, check about this also yeah it's fine like, also- <laughs> but it's fine to do it but I think it's uh, very unfair to do it in the middle of the season uh, after the uh, everyone uh, like like before the season starts you you tell the team that this is the test you're going to take and uh, this is the test that your car's uh, part should uh, like pass and they build the part according to a test and yeah. uh, you clear it and then after you clear it you say no now we are going to bring a new test you have to pass this one no yeah it's, it's kind of unfair it's it's well, mainly is important role it's going to change also a lot of things and either they should just let them roll till the end of the season or yeah, yeah like it's fine it's fine to change it for next year i don't know yeah. why they're doing it in the middle of the season yeah it's obviously like, it's obviously yeah. fas fault because Uh, if the test is not uh, satisfactory 
like it's their fault that they didn't come up with a better test it's not the yeah, team's definitely. fault that uh, they took advantage of the situation mm. whole point of f1 is to take advantage of uh, wow. of the rules yeah like whatever that's what been happening in f1 yeah like they set a rule they within the rules they make the best out of the yeah. rules now they don't if, make even if they're taking advantage not... then that's your problem like that's your fault for having a test that's so weak yeah like i don't know they're saying it like from um, i think uh, july 15th or some some date they gave for the new test mm. so before that uh, people have to manufacture new parts it's fine like for red bull they have they'll have no problems they'll do it but uh, for lower budget teams this is going to cost a lot yeah they'll do r&d again yeah if they've already done the wings for next year maybe they can use it i don't think any lower budget team would design the car for next year right now it's not even like halfway to the season right so, yeah. yeah they don't know what money they're going to get so don't you think Yeah. Like many teams have been complaining. Like uh, you saw that uh, interview I sent, you no, know, of uh, Alfa Romeo team principal. Yeah. I sent on WhatsApp. He, he was saying the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, um, let me just check. The introduction of the new test. Yeah. See, he says that. Uh, almost all teams should uh, are going to have to change the designs so when all the teams are doing the same thing is it really a rule break like i don't get it why see yeah. they they want to reduce the number of people on track and now uh, uh, they have to p- uh, put some staff for a new aero yeah Like even next year's regulation uh, changes would have yeah. done that. No, so the people who are working in the factory, they have to come. Mm. Now, now a few people will have to come to the races to gather data. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be like stupid. And they'll have to like while traveling, they'll have to uh, design new parts and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, that's all. Hey, you know, they shouldn't have done. That makes sense. Like, yeah. Good at the end of the year. I think uh, Mercedes was the one no. who complained, probably. Yeah, well, they, that's what Honor said. No, and it didn't come from Hamilton. Might have said about the bendy wings, but it didn't come from Hamilton. It came from Toto. Hmm. On the radio, like Hamilton is. it's coming through hamilton yeah, from it's like, someone it's like uh, if i is punishing the team for their own incompetence yeah so stupid <laughs> no this is this is just sounding like our student formula code yeah like how they keep changing rules like they don't know they whatever the new thing they learn they, whatever someone yeah, tells them like, a new it's, idea it feels like a university like when they change the yeah. exam exam rules and weightage in the middle of the semester yeah mm. how do you think they don't know and 
But see, I I get why the if if it's coming from Mercedes, I get why they're doing because they're very powerful in terms yeah, of yeah, like the revenue generation and the money that they're bringing to F one because yeah, a lot of people is, are taking uh, their car. The thing is, the wing is not supposed to be too flexible, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, so, and it has to pass the test. Yeah. So, so like, uh, Red Bull managed to Red Bull managed to make a wing that is flexible mm-hmm. enough to be flexible and and, and to pass the test, right? Yeah. So it's like uh, they're. taking advantage of uh, some sort of loophole or whatever mm, but that's yeah. your fault that the loophole exists like mm. it's FIA's fault that the loophole exists so why why would you change it in the middle of the season after they complied to your rules yeah i you see if, if that's what if if they had to ban something they could have done it with mercedes itself from last year Yeah. They were told that uh, you don't uh, put this dual axis steering system, and yeah. instead of banning them at the end of the year, you could have banned them in the after the first race itself. Okay, this is not valid. Why did you ban yeah, them exactly. at the end of the year? They they let uh, they let Mercedes run DAS for one year, and then they banned it for next year. Like why ban it for yeah. next year? You could have just banned it the same year, no? Yeah, like that's exactly yeah, how it feels. Hmm. If you want to change wing, asking Red Bull to change in their wing, isn't it? Or you asked Mercedes also to change it. But one thing I've noticed: Have you seen? Okay, I, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but Brundle, if you've seen, whenever Hamilton is like in a bad position, he'll be like, "Oh my God!" He'll 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 put a over. He'll be over sympathetic towards Hamilton, the comment, the Brundle, and then. Whenever he said, literally in the last two laps of the race, he's like, "Max, don't. I hope Max doesn't crash. I hope Max doesn't crash. I hope Max doesn't crash." I don't know. Like he was cursing most happen to become worse. Yeah, I guess he's English, so he might be biased slightly. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. So Everyone is a little bit biased. Everyone will be biased, like inherently, but uh, it's like. Uh, how much you show it? Yeah, but it was showing a lot in Monaco. Like Hamilton, uh, oh my, Hamilton came seventh. They're like, yeah, he 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 also kind of blamed the team uh, when yeah, Hamilton started. The race was definitely the team's fault. The team could have done much better. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not there. Yeah, but see, when we talk, when we are saying that, okay, it was Hamilton's fault also for coming seventh. No. So it's it's not just entirely the team's fault for the weekend. Both of them are at fault. Collectively, everyone's at fault. See in this bad in this article, it says even Mercedes will have to change their wing. Like even uh, Ferrari, Mercedes, Alfa Romeo, everyone will have to change, modify their wing. They'll have to soften it. No, the yeah, no. Sorry, this this guy says he wants to soften it because it's extremely rigid. So it's the opposite of uh, Red Bull, I guess. And he's telling he wants to soften it, and that guy said when he's also telling that the wings are too soft. I mean, I don't understand. One time he's telling my wing is too hard. I want to reduce weight. Another one is. It's like no, my wing is that guy's wing is too soft. It's, 
like what i see a lot of people on like on the internet uh, commenting like uh, red bull broke the rule they, so they should uh, make new wings but it's not like black or white like it's not black and white like uh, either it will be rigid or it will be flexible every every material is going to be flexible like not, nothing is like 100% rigid right so it's just yeah. the amount of flexibility that is determined by the test that uh, whatever and, fa test and these cars are going at 300 in stretch no if you yeah. have a very rigid ring there's a big chance it'll just break off yeah no, yeah none obviously like very every, every yeah. ring is flexible like it's not they, i feel like a lot of people think that uh, uh, like it's something like uh, zeros and ones either it's flexible mm-hmm. or it's rigid it can't be in between yeah. like even it the kind most... has to be in immediate no? yeah mm-hmm. mm. yeah even the most, the most like the hardest wing will be little bit flexible like mostly yeah. swing or whatever mm. see it's going to go towards the stewards you see this yeah i think if the limbo wings are on in baku with the advantage that we see it's going to go to the stewards at wolf so you think it's a huge advantage team. that's a thing it's not even a huge advantage it's a, it's just a, an annoyance right now because see, they have to design new wings yeah so wolf in wolf said in one comment speaking to spice for the f1 after the monaco grand prix wolf was clear that if rival outfits are allowed to continue running the flexible wings in baku then action would be taking in lodging a complaints against a complaints with the stewards mm-hmm. and if the stewards are not enough then he's going to go to the ic international court of appeal uh, international court of appeal mm-hmm. i mean i don't know is that is that the extent that this matter has to be taken to so apparently see the the new test is not even like a new method of testing also it seems it's just to change the value it's like so what are you trying to like say like you just change the value like you tell that is allowed one time and then after few months you say it's not allowed it's not even a new, brand new test it's the same test but different value it seems that's what uh, frederick vasur uh, is saying like what is what is the test actually you have any idea i don't know exactly like how they mm-hmm. said but it's a, it's a test for the rigidity or flexibility like what if i know what kind of test they take they probably mm-hmm. put some weights and stuff like that and see how much it bends I don't know. They can offer, in theory, they can offer a performance gain. Loads and deflection tests. If a part fails the test, it can't be used. See, the thing is, he says that the performance difference is very uh, insignificant. because of the bending of wings huh? 
yeah it's it's not really so it's not uh, really a huge advantage it's a slight advantage like very slight advantage hmm. but uh, the it's f- very annoying now that they have to do r&d again they're saying it can cost aston martin said that it will cost them 0.5 seconds if they change the no flexibility 0.5 seconds no way alfa romeo guy is saying it, it's not even a huge uh, margin like it's not even a huge uh, difference 0.5 seconds is like oh, what like that's huge yeah i mean <laughs> if, if toto is uh, i mean if uh, all of the teams start protesting those who have flexible wings saying that we don't have the money and where do you think we should then they can maybe the F1 will have to change something if I yeah maybe let's see I think there's still uh, they gave like one month time or something so let's see what they do I mean I feel it's wrong Mercedes using their power mm-hmm. then why it's so hard to police there's some video it's like people like the people online are like uh, acting as mm-hmm. if uh, red bull is the only uh, culprit no, here and no. red bull did some cheating like how ferrari did in 2018 or something like literally uh, almost every team has uh, same kind of wings that red bull have no. like similar like similar kind of flexibility and everyone has to change it now just because one person complained did anyone protest for the da- uh, das no right yeah red bull red bull did protest but it was a shut down yeah red bull protested in pre-season testing but there were no rules preventing das again but so that was not even- something that was tested no there was not even that was also a rule break no kind of yeah it's like a, again it's like a loophole yeah exactly See, the thing is uh, your suspension should not have uh, moving parts right so if your suspension has moving parts it's considered active suspension but suspension is such a vague term in uh, formula 1 because there's not not really any suspension it's just a uh, like what do you call them um, what is whole assembly what is suspension called like uh, let's check uh, when you say suspension we include everything not the wheels tires yeah everything the, is included but but they don't have like struts that this is a strut uh, like what's supposed to be on top of the, what is sprung and unsprung mass is that what you mean what should be yeah. sprung and what is considered as exactly unsprung? like uh, the steering is also like a part of suspension right hmm because in f1 there's not really any uh, like coil or springs and uh, stuff like that but the steering the steering and tires are like 50% of the suspension yeah so <laughs> yeah i don't know what they mean by active suspension it can be considered an active suspension 
but then um, they say it's for aerodynamic purposes apparently the das system mm. so they say that they said that the primary function is to uh, give different aerodynamics for uh, straights and in corners so yeah, that's, right. that's the way they got <laughs> they got away with it <laughs> so yeah that's also like a loophole even if the primary function is uh, aerodynamics it's clearly mm. like kind of active suspension and it helps a lot with tire wear yeah and that was the main even thing. that is a movable wheel no that is a moving part of the wheel no if it's active yeah that's what i mean not technically it's not a wing but then you can say that wing should not be um, active except uh, the drs part the wing should not be able to move then if this is moving and it's gaining them a advantage on aero then something something it can be considered in a ball ballpark of a wing you know like how wings are affecting oh, aero this is affecting aero yeah it's but it's not really part of a wing or anything and the the, air, the parts which affect aero should not be able to move right no i don't think there's a rule like that because then the drs wouldn't be a thing no 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 that's what they said like drs is an exception and the there the wings should have no moving part except for the drs yeah but it's not a wing no it's literally the camber that's changing no yeah maybe yeah the camber is changing but they're saying that it's affecting the aero so technically it's a part that when you move it's changing the aero so technically that's what even a wing is doing now that's not no, a movable it's not a body part it's like chassis yeah. yeah that's why they that's why the maybe the loopers are yeah see uh, yeah at the end of the day it's like uh, gray area stuff yeah. it's not against the rules but it's gray area just like how uh, the flexible wings are gray area so i don't know why it's getting a different treatment yeah that's really not good next week in baku no mm. baku is always uh, really good never fails to disappoint mm? baku never fails to disappoint Yeah there's always some action some drama going on Let's see Now Masi will come back will come back strong in Baku uh, I think I think Baku is also like uh, kind of Red Bull track I feel like Oh If the championship points are going to pull it's very fun yeah. Like I think I think after the point but i don't know lewis and hamilton can make start making mistakes then after he gets very frustrated with like a couple he's already of made races. mistakes he's already made mistakes in two of the races but he, he one race he he got, he got really lucky and recovered yeah like imagine imagine cra- crashing out completely and then coming mm. uh, second place in the race <laughs> like that's just yeah. uh, i mean he ha- yeah. he has talent to do it but i don't think any any other driver has luck that luck. much luck yeah he's just very lucky mm-hmm. actually actually this season if you see 
Verstappen mm. made the least amount of mistakes compared to Hamilton. I don't think I don't recall mm. Verstappen making any mistake other than uh, what. Except in the race that that it was raining, only there I think no. he made one mistake, but it was not more. No, not really. Even in that, in he won the race. No? He almost went off the track. No, he would have lost it. He almost could have went off the track, but yeah, then but he recovered. Yeah, that, that happens to even the rain. Signs mm-hmm. spun out like seven times that race. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, the compared to that thing. Right, yeah. I think the only mistake he made was in the first play, first race when he was overtaking. He exceeded track limit, but that's also mm-hmm. like very minor mistake. And that mm-hmm. was like that was like his only chance to overtake, so he had to do it the time. So His Hamilton can go unchecked for twenty nine laps by mm-hmm. going over the limit, and one time is not bad. Yeah. Not and it's all. not like a, it's not a, it's not an unforced error. It's a, yeah, it's a mistake because he was trying to win. Yeah, that's what. That is nothing than what other people have done. But compared to Hamilton, compared to Hamilton, who uh, completely crashed into a barrier and then uh, luckily got a red flag and then got P yeah. two from it. <laughs> and now he qualified seventh in Monaco, where qualifying is extremely important. Yeah. Yeah. But Mazepin didn't do anything this weekend. He didn't yeah, take been quiet. Seems like he's gotten used to the car. He's got a. It seems like he's gotten used to the car by now. Yeah. You would have taken out people, no? <laughs> yeah, everyone was expecting. Everyone was expecting a crash from Malspin, but yeah. yeah. Maybe you won't. Maybe he's not very used to it. Yeah. He's become tamed, not reckless. That's the thing. Monaco was a, Monaco was a really huge hit for. Mercedes and Hamilton. Yeah. Now they're behind Red Bull, both in constructors and uh, drivers. Yeah, like Red Bull won. Red Bull brought but in constructors is just one point. Red Bull have one point lead over Mercedes. Mm. This is the only time uh, both the McLaren people also didn't score, no? First race, both the McLaren and didn't score yeah, points. I think, yeah, yeah. I was talking about that last time, no? Yeah, true. Yeah. This time, both the McLaren didn't score. Yeah. <laughs> Lando Norris is still in third place. Mm, yeah. He overtook Botas. Yeah. <laughs> He's ahead of both Botas and Perez. Next year, we're going to see when the cars get closer, what what science and everyone can do. What science Leclerc can do. Science has been do. doing really well. Yeah, science has well. been matching Leclerc constantly. Almost close to him. Compared to the other people who change teams, I feel like science adjusted the fastest to Ferrari. Yeah. Compared, to, compared to Ricardo, compared to Vettel, mm-hmm. and uh, compared to Alonso and all. 
Yeah, Ricardo is like horrible right now. Vettel, Vettel, Vettel has go... been improving a lot. Every race he's been improving. Mm-hmm. But Ricardo, yeah. I don't know. He's been hot and cold. One race he's good, one race he's bad like that. Mm. Perez is also going like consistently both. Yeah, Perez, Perez is, he, he has the pace, but he's making too many mistakes. Yeah. He's Top making, he's making mistakes in the race. I think that's the because of the mentality of how Red Bull works. Like Red Bull is like it's you have to go all out always. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why yeah. he's making a little mistake. Maybe he'll get used to it and Yeah, but I don't think that's uh, like uh, every driver he they'll be like in that mentality anyway. Yeah. And Especially the, when your team is a championship like, contending mm-hmm. team. You can't uh, you can't just chill. Yeah. You have to always, you have to always keep pushing. Adds a little too much pressure. Mm-hmm. It adds a little too much pressure based from where he's coming from. Like, but yeah, I don't Lashley think, yeah, I don't think it will affect pressure. him that much because of his experience. Yeah. He's been in so so yeah. many years in F1. Yeah, if it doesn't then good. Then there's more room to then he has to improve more to come mm-hmm. match what's happened. Baku, 6.3 km. Baku is also a street circuit, is it? Yeah. But it's a little bit faster faster circuit than Monaco. Hmm. So three, how many is our street circuits? Singapore, Monaco, Baku, then that's all. Or are there more? I think uh, Saudi Arabia is also there this year. Oh, that's also street. Yeah, that's a street, I think. Yeah. Saudi Arabia streets, okay. And street. Australia is kind of street. Half street, half uh, park. <laughs> that's how <laughs> Australia is. It's in a park. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You can consider it street. Jinda, Jinda, yeah. Jinda street circuit. Saudi. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Red Bull uh, genuinely has a chance if because there are yeah. many tracks that suit them though. Austria, yeah. there are two races in Austria. Yeah. Uh, they have to make full use of that. Two races in Austria yeah. and Belgium. Um, yeah. Belgium, Singapore. If both of them come top three in both the races in Austria, that's all. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they're gonna get a massive advantage. If both the drivers like once, can come up. Once Perez starts uh, improving, then mm-hmm. uh, Bottas will really have to step up because constructors yeah. will be in danger for them. Yeah, and they'll push. They'll make some changes. Mm-hmm. That's what. No, that's the disadvantage that Mercedes has. Like. If Botas doesn't, that's one disadvantage Botas is for Mercedes. Like if he, I mean, he's allowing Lewis and helping them with strategy and everything. Some races he's gaining points for based for all. He's performing well and gaining points. But sometimes this can maybe you know tell them to push um, uh, this guy out and bring in someone else, like constructors. 
especially when these uh, money when you have these spending limits and you have to work on just the money that you earn from the constructors yeah maybe then they'll start both, thinking both the second drivers have to step up like yeah. um, because like we can't have like uh, situations like in portugal where um, hamilton mm-hmm. just uh, did a extra pit stop and challenged um, max Yeah. Because if Perez Perez was on pace that day, then they wouldn't do that. No, yeah. it happened in Portugal go. or Spain. I don't remember. So Spain, no. No, Spain only. Spain, Spain. Spain. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Spain. So yeah, that shows really the uh, that kind of a race shows that um, Perez has to step up. Like everyone, everyone also said. second person asked for step up or then will start happening in the midfield and everything and those teams which require are in the midfield need more money and if they itself have problems like this the second driver problem then they'll it'll be a mess for them also yeah But, let's wait for next race and see how it is baku yeah. is always uh, entertaining I don't know how it manages to be entering the the track. When you look at the track, it looks like a it track that will be really boring because of all the ninety degree corners, stuff like that. But uh, somehow mm. it always entertains. Yeah, it's got long straights now. Yeah, long straights yeah. and ninety degrees. There are many ninety yeah. degree corners. That's good. Mm. Like fast areas and slow areas. I think yeah, it'll work perfectly. Mm. It has it has some mm. good spots like more at least it has more more spots than Monaco. Mm. I think in uh, yeah. sector uh, three, I think you can overtake a lot, and in the straight, you can DRS overtake. So yeah, yeah overtakes a lot of places to overtake. Mm. A lot of places to make mistakes also. Yeah, it's still tight. It's uh, as tight as Monaco, but but it's a little mm-hmm. bit faster. Street circuits are fun. Street circuits are actually fun in in qualifying, and I I think street circuits will be more fun when they get uh, this. Uh, uh, what is that? The new format. I don't know. Like you enjoyed Monaco, right? Like the race. Monaco, it was it was not the qualifying was more fun than the race. Yeah, but the race was still fun. No, it was not like boring race. Yeah, it was not very boring because yeah. if starting of the race was little edge to edge, then the last ten fifteen laps it got okay because we knew after the after yeah, till the, the first stops. pit stop it was like a mystery. After yeah. the pit stops, it got a little boring. Yeah, the pit stops are basically the interesting part. The rest all is mm-hmm. like filler. Yeah, it's just the filler. But yeah, but some races are are going to be like that. Like every race mm-hmm. cannot be full of overtaking. Yeah, some have to strategy. The real, the real bad races are like races in Russia and uh, France, where literally nothing happens. In the pit stop, nobody gains. in the race nobody gains it's it's just bland <laughs> boring as shit unless uh, a dr- unless a driver spins out or 
crashes into someone mm. and literally nothing mm. happens in france or russia like those mm. are the races that people should be complaining about monaco is really uh, like it's mm. fun at least the qualifying is really fun to watch and the race is uh, interesting in terms of strategy and defending and like how the drivers defend against uh, uh, others behind yeah yeah definitely we got to see i don't like there a lot of people complaining about monaco it's boring stuff like that mm. but yeah like, every every yeah. like like there should be a little bit difference in uh what do you call it like area of expertise no like mm. uh, if every track is similar then uh, some driver will have advantage because uh, yeah. they are able to drive this kind of track better so having different types of tracks is like it gives a more fire fight to yeah. people who have different yeah. skill set driving yeah. ways people who have different skill set if you want to be the champion then then you have to be the best at yeah, everything exactly and not not just not just the drivers but the cars also are like yeah. some cars are stronger in some tracks and mm-hmm. others are weaker like that's why i think it's important to have uh, like a diversity mm-hmm. our tracks work. yeah diversity is always good it like increases it it creates a suspense and that's what is fun yeah every race you're going in and like there's a clear favorite for depending about the track like in yeah. monaco everyone uh, knew red bull was the favorite but if you ask yeah. in uh, spain it people would have said mercedes are the favorites yeah yes yeah. yeah, like tracks yeah. like spain and italy people would say mercedes are the favorites like that yeah and now uh, if you go to france again mercedes will be the favorites mm-hmm. yeah but france yeah. is just pure boring man like i don't know how people watch it like it's uh, secure for him so insomnia i don't know they should probably explore other countries also i don't know like why there are many better tracks the track is not meant yeah. for racing at all it's meant for testing like it's literally a test track it's a, i think it's a Porsche test track uh, so some some company's test track that they're using it for formula 1 like mugatti just look at the runoff area like why uh, it, it has such a huge runoff area that it doesn't even make sense like <laughs> the like, 100% mugatti only yeah bugatti yeah yeah i think so it should be yeah some yeah. i don't remember which one but it's a test track for some car company yeah what is friends no Yeah. No, no, it's uh, something like Bugatti or Porsche only, like supercar, hypercar type. I forgot which one. Yeah. Probably Bugatti only. Do you know, there are other tracks also in France. Yeah, there's uh, uh, Magnicos, like, there are good tracks. Yeah, If you don't want France, there are good tracks in Germany. Nürburgring and Hockenheim, mm-hmm. both are good tracks. 
but both both the tracks are not there like it's just uh, it's just about money i guess at the end of the day nobody yeah. like, they don't care what people like it is about money you know or they would have chosen india yeah india is india is also good track actually ஒருத்தங்க Uh, there's no appeal to it like from any angle you will look uh, whether, whether it's uh, racing or outside of racing there's literally no appeal russia russia i think they, they might have more tracks no russia itself i don't know about russia or like uh, if they have any other tracks or different tracks maybe they can try up switch if they want to keep it in russia just switch up a track and try a different track i don't know you i'm know not that. sure so it's not just uh, the country it's also a, a track like the owners of the track who pay money you know yeah yeah that's the problem yeah. and the uh, it's also like uh, even if they have other tracks it should be like uh, um or FIA regulation stuff yeah like for example um, in india we have uh, buddh and mrts no i mean what is mm. what i mean M- mrt mmrt sorry but, yeah. but mmrt is not uh, f1 approved yeah only only buddh is f1 approved yeah. so the new kamadur one is not f1 approved yeah kari yeah that's also not f1 yeah like they have uh, specifications where you have to meet them So, yeah. I don't know, but how is Monaco meeting those specifications in such a small country and on the street? Uh, street? Street races, they'll take care of everything. They'll build all the things. And so, it's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even in Russia, I think um, they should, they should, they should just, the government of Russia should just build a new track. <laughs> I mean, they have enough money to do it. and they have enough fans to do it no i don't think they should race in russia i mean mm-hmm. i don't think they should race in countries like russia china abu dhabi saudi arabia right like, all these countries are just uh, you know money like their um, farming uh, tourism from mm. uh, yeah. by uh, sports washing well, even monaco 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 is living on that yeah but the thing is these these countries monaco they have monaco. like really bad human rights and stuff like that yeah yeah monaco is not like exactly. that like yeah. saudi arabia like- especially saudi arabia abu dhabi bahrain uh, countries like oh, that horrible yeah horrible அபுதாபி 
it's fine like when the track is already there and we they've been using it for so many years so it's hard to change but uh, going out of your way and introducing new track in saudi arabia that's that just goes against all your principles right like they yeah, say we race miami we race one more of the track that's coming up come came up next year for miami that's yeah, also way out of their league like way out of their normal routine Miami is fine like uh, it's USA anyway like I don't care about that but saying all this like uh, we race as one and stuff like that uh, no um, racism like uh, spreading all these messages and then going and giving money to Saudi Arabia that's just mm-hmm. so hypocritical like taking money from Saudi Arabia yeah taking, yeah, taking money so not giving money that whatever yeah making the hamgo is the biggest 